0: You're listening to Talking Pool with Brian Mitchell of FX Billiards. You can also find our videos on YouTube at youtube.com/slash FX Billiards. So anyway, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk Your about name. pool cues because I get a lot of I get a lot of questions about about pool cues about um, what everybody's using, what kind of tips they're using and um carbon fiber versus wood and jim you're the you're the only one that's you're still using a wooden cue right that is correct okay yeah. i know at one point you were kind of shopping around you were looking at um yeah i'm
1: still i'm still on the market right now i um i've looked around i haven't used the the Muchi that um chuck has but I've, I've used pretty much all not all the other ones but you know the the major carbon fibers but Right now, I'm a Q Tech guy. Mm-hmm. The synergy, synergy, the synergy, right right out of the box. You know, um, the guy that does my tips, he he has a you know pretty much a shop in his house. He's got an eight foot table and and he let me demo it and he goes, you know, it might take you a while to get used to. You know, some people never get used to it. Some people it takes a week, a month. And I'll tell you, right out of the right out of the, the box, I was. Feels good, don't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I... Um, it's probably a I think. I, I'm pretty, I haven't really... From what I've seen, they're not really too much different. I mean, they're pretty much uh, the same material and everything, so...
0: And I never thought I would ever use carbon fiber, you know. Um, if you watch my channel, you know. I, I tested out the, the Revo for two hours and just kind of... It was like going into a movie that you expect to hate. You know, I didn't give it any... I'm like, ah, yeah, 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 okay, it, it is what it is. And and then I did a negative review, and oh my God, people lost their mind.
2: It was a player, it was my very first cue I had. Uh, you know, I was young, so I, you know, when I needed money, I sold it, but I stuck with players for a while. Then I, uh, uh, I got a Lacoste, I had that for a few years. Uh, I, I love that cue also. And then I started with Q Tech, uh, that, that true glide uh, shaft,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but it was a 13. Millimeter, so it was pretty fat shaft, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I still play good with it. And I had a, a friend of mine, uh, uh, it was on me as a uh, Mucci for a while uh, with a black dot shaft. Okay. I played with that for a while. And when I uh gave it back to him, I, I couldn't play with the QTEC, it just I just couldn't totally different feel. It hit. It, it felt like I was shooting with a brick in my hands with a with yeah. the QTEC. So I saved up and I got me that Miucci I got now. Um, but I played with a Black dog shaft and uh, for a while. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I saw your video about the uh, about the the first one, of course, the review that you didn't like. Yeah. Um, uh, but then the second one, yeah, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the really you need it more if you apply a lot of English mm-hmm. or a lot of size fan, or, and then that, and I just kind of sold me on it. And uh so I buckled down and I got one. Uh made the wife a little mad at me though, but <laughs> yeah,
0: they,
2: said, is it worth it? She said, Is it magically gonna make balls for you? <laughs> I said, hey, if is it worth it to you or is it worth it to me?
0: <laughs> I think the selling point she's very,
2: she's very she's very supportive though, so I'm lucky. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think the selling point, the number one selling point is that they're gonna last. You know, you're not going to feel like you're. You want to replace your 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 shaft. Yeah. So the carbon fiber we we know is going to last longer, no matter how how much we we abuse it. But um, so and Jim, you're using you're using a three fourteen now. I am. Okay. It's a yeah. predator icon, and I'm with three fourteen
1: shaft. Yeah. I With had... a, um, uh, I have it right here. With it's... the. Kamui Brown. The only reason I the tan is because my table's tan, and it was the the black was putting black streaks in my oh, really? in my felt. Yeah, I never.
2: I like, it. The, I like the I the brown original. I I used to get that one all the time. Soft.
0: Yeah, that brings up another point because I get a lot of questions about um, about tips, and you know I answered my, 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 was my opinion
2: is if. If you can screw on or slide on your tip, it's not a
0: good tip. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. I
2: mean, it, it may work uh, for you to hit ball for like a beginner, but if you're putting any kind of English on it, you need. I mean, you can get you a good tip for ten bucks.
0: I, I mean, know, and that's the tip. that's the argument that I always make. I'm like the worst tip is fifty cents, and the best tip is twenty dollars. Twenty dollars spread out over this the six to 12 months that you're probably going to use that tip. It's crazy to to, to try to be cheap about it. So um, I, I tell people the same thing. I, I say, you know, a tip, a, you know, it really depends. When you, once you spend over $10 on a tip, it's probably a decent tip. And then it becomes a matter of preference. But, you know, everybody loves it. Well, before
2: the, the, before the movie, I played with a elk master. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like six bucks for them to put it on and everything. But it was beautiful man it's the softest tip you could get but the problem with that is it mushroomed out a lot you had to shape yeah. it and and, and yeah. keep it maintained a lot and you had went through them pretty quick because of that yeah and that's but why i said once you get over
0: ten dollars <laughs> six dollars <laughs> six dollars in mushrooms ten dollars
2: still good still a good tip you just had to you know as long as you took care of it and and yeah. shaped it up like i said you went through them often so yeah but then I didn't change so I went to Kamui.
0: i was I was using mori tips for a long time um I always got mori medium, and I don't know why yeah. I was using them, but I know why I was using medium because I was putting in so many reps that they they just lasted longer but um Jim, do you use a soft tip or um i use i
1: i have a medium a clear medium right now okay. Um, I'm thinking I may change to a, a soft, but I don't know. I just like the feel of a medium, but the the synergy I tried has a soft tip yeah. on it. And I really like the feel of it, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, the well, soft, the
2: super soft, the super soft. I think just was a little bit too, just a hair bit too soft. So yeah, what I see what soft
0: think I could go
1: super soft.
0: Yeah, the the I read somewhere I think it was on one of the sites. It was either on Q Tech or, or Predator, um, where they were suggesting the soft tip for the carbon fiber because the carbon fiber was so stiff that the soft yeah. tip kind of um, offset offset that. So I got Kamui Black on all my cues and um, you know took them in. I had I had I think three different shafts done, which was probably a bad idea because. Two of those three, I'm probably not going to use in the next six months, and the tip will get dried up, and I end up replacing them again. And yeah, but <clears throat> I'm about due for another one here. It's about time. Yeah. Well, you know, there was
2: one thing I want to say to the viewers was uh, uh, a lot of times when you uh, uh, are a beginner and you, uh, even if you're in leagues, tournaments, and you want to get better, and you start going through these changes of learning different things. Your game is going to suffer. But mm. you have to fight through that because a lot of people they'll get to that point and they, they start losing or or they things ain't working out and they'll quit. If you fight through it, you know, you eventually your training will kick in. Right. You'll yeah. you'll start, you know, you won't have to think about, oh I gotta stand like this, so I gotta hold my stick like this. You just get in there and you just naturally that. do it. It's second nature to you then. But keep your practice practice room only. Say you know because when you're in a match, just play your game. Yeah, practice should be in the practice room. But you know, like you said, you know how I practice, I practice like I'm in a match.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: That's why it looks so. I keep my patterns so tight because, you know, to me, I'm playing Shane and boning while I'm practicing. I don't care who or or what. If I'm if I'm in a match, you know, they're shamed by bony to me. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So yeah, I play just as so hard no matter who I'm playing.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good point because I, you know, I give virtual lessons online to guys. Why right? we do it on Zoom, and um, I had a guy that you know was really learning a lot of stuff and and, and is basically on what you were you were just saying. I mean, he was he's an APA um, three, and uh, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, this is great. And this is great. And this is great. And then the week after his first lesson with me, he goes and he loses his match. And he said his, um, he said his coach was teasing him, oh, well, you gotta, better go back to Brian and, and get some more lessons. And, um, and I told him, I said, you know, what we, what we learn, what I teach you doesn't translate to a match the next week. Because I don't want to be in your head. I don't want you worrying about your stance and your stroke and your eye pattern and stuff like that during your match. So he kind of got away from it. I said those are two different things. You have to develop that that um, that muscle memory on your on on the practice table. You shouldn't be thinking about it in your match. And um, so the well, next week, I'm talking
2: about my, well, my own experience. Also, you know, I went through a whole probably a year period where I was just getting my my butt kick, because I couldn't figure out why, because my, I just realized later on my game was changing. yeah. And when, uh, after the change took over, you know, I, I jumped up a whole big level. Uh, but you, you got to get to that change, I mean. Yeah, uh,
1: it's obviously not going to happen overnight. We wish it would, but like you said, Brian, you're, you're going through some things. It's going to take, it's a transition period. You know, you're going from you know, where you're at now to where you want to be. And that, you know, if it was a, a two day thing, we'd all do it. But <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> yeah. But that's the cool well, thing about being a beginner. If you're a beginner <clears throat> and, you know, I, I try to give guys a gauge to, you know, a way to, to reference their growth. But yeah, it's, it's when you are a beginner, you can, you know, a guy can watch your video, Jim. And at the end of the video, just based off of a couple different tips, or watching Chuck run patterns, just based on that, a beginner can go from here to here. Oh yeah. But um and, and but when you get, you know, when you get to this 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 higher level, going from here to here even is tough. I mean it's it's because you just you can't just fix something overnight. Lava's mental. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and and, and it's um so I, I, I think that, especially with beginners, if they start looking at some of the simple things, like when we're teaching them patterns and, um, you know, just different shots. I mean, it's unbelievable how many people I run into. First off, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of APA fours, and I know some fives, that can't draw the cue ball back, you know, four feet. Um, but you just get a draw shot in your game and, and you can improve 20%, 25%. I mean, just, just I was, I that was just, on a,
1: I was part of a, not part of, I was watching a webinar tonight. I won't mention who, what, where, how, but uh, one of the Q and A's um, was how do you, how do you perform a stop shot? You know, this was a pretty, pretty high level uh, webinar. And yeah. some of the viewers were, were stating, how do you, you know, how do you perform a stop shot? You know, we just take that for
0: granted. Yeah, and because there's shots you don't know. Also, as, as an advanced player sometimes, there's shots you don't know you don't have. And, you know, I was, I was playing very well, you know, gambling and everything, and um, had a, a session with Mike Massey, and he had me shoot a, um, basically a forced follow shot. And now, I mean, this is going back, you know, more than 10 years ago, but he had me shoot a force follow shot and I didn't have it in my game. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I've been going through life without this one shot and it didn't occur to me that I needed it. Cause how often do you shoot a force follow really? You know, and yeah. um, you know, but it's, it's like a guy that, um, that plays in the NBA and he doesn't have a, a an 18 foot jump shot, but he, he makes it, He does a good job, everything else. And that's what I was doing. I was compensating somehow, but. Well, because like you said, he doesn't
1: need the 18 foot jumper. He can go in and do anything else. You didn't need the force follow. You
0: could do everything else. Right. But it's just amazing how many people don't have a shot. Like you were talking about the the stop shot. And um, one of my early videos was on how to do a stop shot. And it got a a, a gazillion views. And I was shocked. I'm like, I was just doing it because I thought, you know, maybe a couple of people could get something out of it. But, um, you know, a good video idea, um, for any of us, actually, maybe we'll all run and do it after this but a good video idea is how to shoot the long stop shot. Cause even people that can shoot the 12 inch stop shot can't shoot the, the 32 inch shot stop shot because they think the cue ball is going to slide across the table magically and, and stop well, for them. I'll tell you something interesting. Uh,
1: two people were talking about it one of them was a professional the other is not and they were demonstrating the stop shot after this question and the the non-professional said that he saw shane van boning shooting the same shot the long stop shot and he could not do it except three out of ten times shane the best
0: in, right. arguably
1: the best in the world yeah Double, three out of uh, seven out of 10 times stopping it.
0: Yeah, and because he, he found a way around it. Probably yep. didn't occur to Shane that he couldn't do it. <laughs> you know, um, I was watching a match and, you know, I, I always encourage people and, and I'm glad the three of us kind of have the same attitude towards, um, towards trick shots. You know, we don't, we don't spend our entire lives trying to do trick shots but occasionally we we will throw one one in there, which I I I you know I think is a great idea, but I always encourage people not to do trick shots. You know, beginners, intermediate players don't spend your time doing trick shots. It took us you know a, a long time to, to learn these shots. Sometimes it takes a long time to perform. You know, um, there's guys that are the greatest trick shot shooters in the world, and they'll put out a, a five minute video that took them literally five weeks to pull off and and people don't get it. You see the end product, but I don't have five weeks to do this. And, and, um, but there are, there's certain trick shots that all of us do and we take it for granted because we've been doing it for, for years. And we don't even think of them as trick shots, but I saw a match where the, even the commentators were like, well, he needs to do that trick shot. Where you shoot it off the, the rail and you jump over the ball, and and I don't know how to describe it, but the the, the ball the cue ball was was relatively close to the rail, say um, four inches or so, and the ball that he had to hit was on the other side of another ball. So basically, what he needed to do was shoot it off the off the rail and pop it up over.
2: The mika emanin. What's that? Was it mika emanin?
0: It might was have been mika? mika. Yeah, because it's, it was it's something. Is somebody that should have known the shot, and and that's when it occurred to me. You know, I'm telling people yeah. have to do trick shots, but certain trick shots will save your your entire match. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you can pull them off, and that was one of those. It's not a hard shot at all. Well,
2: my problem with trick shots and trick shot videos is um, a lot of the lower players think that you every shot should be a trick shot. Oh, you got to be able to come off five rails, and make, you know, 10 balls in one shot. You know, unless, you know, if you can't do that, you're not no good. So I think they hurt the game a little bit. I mean, they're fun and nice to watch. Well, they but,
1: see our yeah.
0: videos and they think it took us one try. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, eventually, I'll eventually post that one for the, like I said, I, I had one I posted for, and it was all Jim's fault. It's four, <laughs> it's 4am and I'm watching his channel. And he's like, bang time. We're going to do a trick shot. That. Anyway, <laughs> and And he does, he does a trick shot. And I'm like, well. I, I said, okay. <laughs> Here I am. I've got nothing to do. I'm sitting watching YouTube. And so I do this. I make up a trick shot. It takes me, I think, 20 tries to pull it off. And it was some moving target thing. I, I put a ball sitting in the pocket. And then I, I threw two of them around off of three rails. And then I had to hit each one individually to come back around and try to make the two balls and leave the cue ball on the table. So I'm, I'm trying Pretty to make tough. two balls, and two balls are moving at the same <laughs> time. And I'm going off of three rails. And, and after about the 10th try, I said, what am I – is this even possible? But, yeah, beginners – like Chuck said, beginners and intermediate players that are running around – trying to do a trick shot that they saw on somebody's channel, that's that's practice time mm-hmm. that you should be learning how to run racks, you know?
2: Or how about, how about this? Have you ever made a trick shot? You're just trying to get warmed up, do it perfectly, and it takes you 20 more tries to get it again on, on camera?
0: Oh, yeah. The part of YouTube that nobody sees is when you do something great You're playing against the ghost because I had this happen to me just two weeks ago. I'm playing against the ghost. I'm running, making a 10 ball video. I run three racks in a row, break and run. I don't even take ball in hand. It's like everything is just falling into place. And I go over and I look at my camera. Oh, camera wasn't running, (laughs) but yeah, people don't see that on, on YouTube is all the videos that, you know, the camera wasn't running. The sound was messed up or, you know, so I, um, I thought at one time I would always have two cameras going at the same time just in case that happened, but I haven't done it.
2: Well, on average, say you rack up 10 games of nine ball, how many of those games would be a break and run? I'm, a, I'm at four. They might not be consistent like yeah. in a pack, but I'm four out of 10. And, I,
0: and I'll tell you what, if you're, doing, if you're breaking and running 20% of the time, you're in the top 5% of amateurs. Oh, for sure. Because a lot of guys, you know, I I reference, I don't know if I even put the video out yet because I got a couple on my computer that I haven't put out yet. But um, I I reference the golf analogy um, that uh, this guy that wrote the book, um, Zen Golf, which is a great book, by the way, for pool players, for everybody. Um, But in Zen Golf, he talks about how less than 5% of players ever play, you know, um, play par, play at par are, are better. And, um, I would say that the odds are, are the same with, with amateur, um, pool players. Most guys go there, you know, my cousin who's been playing for 30 years, been playing eight ball for 30 years, called me very excited because he, he ran a rack of, of, um, eight ball. And I, I said, well, I kind of do that every day. (laughs) He said, I never did it before. I'm like, I don't remember you ever doing it before. I guess you haven't, you know. But you you forget that there's a lot of people that that never that never have. So um, yeah, but what's how
1: much time does he put a day or a week into the game? You know, he's oh, been playing for thirty years, but is yeah. it a
0: Saturday night at you know wherever? Well, he's got a table, but he doesn't put in the kind of time you know that sure. we would. Brian, what do you Come think on. your your best? No, let me rephrase that what is your favorite game not your best your favorite game my my building. favorite game is straight pool that's that's my favorite game
2: there just ain't enough players that play that around here yeah. I've never even played a pool match of that I've had a guy teach me a little bit but uh, that's just not enough players it's kind of like one pocket you know if you want to go
0: into a pool hall want to play one one pocket you can't really hardly find nobody. but it's a spot called Royal billiards here and everybody in there is an old school player, and I can't get anybody to play eight ball or nine ball with me in this place because they want to play one pocket and they want to play straight pool. And I grew up I'd love,
2: playing. I love it there. Yeah,
0: I, I I grew up playing straight pool, and um, so I was very excited to you know I mean it's been years since I I've been going there for a long time now, but um, I grew up playing straight pool watching. Moscone and 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 all of those guys and I just um I just love it it's not my best game though it's not my best game because I don't play um I don't play good straight pool safes and I don't play good straight pool strategy and my yeah, weakest because in straight you know in nine ball you play a safe it's one ball you play safe against exactly. straight
1: pool, you're playing safe against all the balls yeah.
2: Kind of like eight ball. Yeah, it's hard to play safe in eight ball a lot of times because there's just so many balls. I mean, you have to freeze them on the backside of a ball away from their, you know, away yeah. from all their balls. Uh, but I, one pocket, I'd say, was my favorite uh, strategy-wise and everything. Uh, I mean, you can't get no more closer to chess than a game of one pocket.
0: Yeah, and one pocket gives me a wow. headache. They, <laughs> they play one pocket at this pool, and between – remembering that I'm getting in position for this one pocket and also remembering that I'm playing safe so that he can't make a shot in case I miss this shot. Oh man, just a couple of money game. It, I, I, I get a headache. The secret,
2: the secret always try to put the cue ball back in the stack. If you're not running out, hmm. you got the stack there. It's the best place to get the cue ball at. Yeah. Even if they got a ball in her pocket and you shooting towards your pocket, you know, if you can put the cue ball on the back side of the stack, you know, they have to kick to whatever. Yeah. Um, my video on one pocket, it really didn't do me justice because I'm I'm better a, a better player than that. But I'm playing by myself. Like, like I said, I, I forget what pocket I'm shooting at sometimes,
1: you know. Right. I'm eight ball all the way. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> that's your favorite and your best? Favorite and my best.
1: Yeah,
2: no, I love it. I just say, I just it's it's my weakest. I, I said this on a podcast before. It's my weakest game. I'm not saying I'm not good at it. I'm not saying you know, but I know me as a player, you know, I'm not gonna play as well as the other games.
1: Right. I I like it because I mean it's it's a thinking man's game. You know, you see your patterns run out. Now you see your patterns in nine ball, but they're written for you. You know, one to the two, two to the three, three to the four. Eight ball, there's different options to get on different balls and things like that. So it's a really, you know, you want to talk about a chess game. It's not as much as a straight pool or anything like or one pocket or something, but you know, it it is a thinking man's game. In my,
2: it is challenging. I mean, my problem, one, my problem is there's always one, one or two balls that you just, you just don't can't get to no matter what you do. I'm talking about. You know, it's got five third balls piled like, up there, and you just can't get to it, man. And, and, you know, if you can't break it out while you're running, you know, you're stuck. You know, that's there.
1: another thing about this game. You know, your rear end's in a chair. There's not much you can do. You know, it, it's, it's different than a lot of games. You know, you can name any game out there. You have a, a stake in it. But, you know, pool,
0: billiards, you, you, your butt's in the chair. You just watch. And that's because we're playing really good players. You yeah. know, if you're, if you're playing – I always joke um, – I, I, I had a list. I always make these lists. I had a list how to how to find the weak players in the pool hall without watching them play. <laughs> and, uh, and so one of them was if guys are calling out balls by color, red ball in the corner. You don't even have to see them. You know, guys that don't know the three is red and, you know um, – so that was, that was one way. But guys that you're talking about sitting in the chair, guys that, especially college guys, you see there's a lot with college guys, they don't bother to sit down. <laughs> so when they miss, they stand there right next to the table because their friends have never made two balls in a row. So, so why, go, why go and sit down? You can tell a guy has been playing with skilled players. When he misses, he yeah. goes and sits down. No, what do you guys think is worse? showing up and never getting to shoot and lose or showing up and you got your chance and you lost, you know, what, what makes you feel the worst?
2: Well, like I said, if somebody keeping in my chair, I I actually enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just to to watch, you know, a great player. I mean, I, I, I I usually, I take it like this. I, I do people like that all the time myself. So when it happens to me, you're gonna have to have, you know, you'll be able to to handle that. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen to you. You're gonna get your butt kicked every once in a while. It's inevitable.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if if I show up and Shane runs, you know, runs runs me all night and I don't move, okay. But if I'm playing Chuck, and he starts doing that, we're going in the bathroom. We're gonna have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
2: You know, I used to be like that. I used to get really upset because you know I'm trying to to show people I got a, you know, a, you know, something to prove. Mm. And when I got beat, you know, I used to throw a little hissy fit, you know, throw my case down and stuff. But, you know, I watched a, a match between, uh, Efren Reyes and, uh, uh Johnny Archer. Mm. It was where, uh, uh Johnny lost a leg. And he's sitting there for about three or four racks while Efren runs his racks on it. And, uh, Johnny's just sitting there, and then John, he, he finally misses, I think after the third game. Uh Then Johnny comes back and puts like three or four games together. And then finally he misses, and then Efren gets up, and uh, I think finishes out the rack. But, you know, I, I got to thinking, you know, Johnny's sitting there. He's He just lost a lag, and, you know, he's down 3-0 uh, just for losing a lag. You know, and you can't you know, play a good game when you it's your sure turn of the table unless you stay calm. Right. So after that, I I started calming myself down uh, because even if you're in a hole, uh, say you're you know, you know, three nil down or race to five, you could still come back up as long as you keep your composure.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
2: and that, and you know, I didn't have no coaches growing up. I had videos and watching the older people that played. So. Uh, uh so most of most of what I'm self taught. Uh I had a buddy of mine, he taught me uh English and uh bang time talked to him the other day. He's kind of a crazy guy. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, but basically all he taught me was English, top, bottom, left, right, you know, where to hit the ball. How,
1: and bad, now, how bad did you beat him?
2: Uh, we actually did pretty good. Um uh, uh, like I said, he's probably like a low B player. He's not no you know uh he's not anything to, uh hey it's not that he he knows that he's not doing this, that and the right but he just don't care to make it better
0: it's always very interesting when you when you pass the teacher mm-hmm. you know that's that's a that's a great moment oh he bragged.
2: hey bro i taught him how to play <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the pool hall we playing like yeah i taught him everything he knows
0: <laughs> yeah Jim, did you have like any um, uh, organized lessons or anything like that or just kind of? Never. I've
1: had some, uh, I want to be general about this, some older players, you know, when I'm out, uh, especially before I had my table, you know, a practice session at at pool hall, you know, I remember uh, the one time I, I made a bank and this older gentleman walked up to me and he goes, How did you bank that? Like, what, did you just see it? And then, then it all started from there, you know? And, you know, you get
0: that knowledge from someone else, you know, and that was, that was big. My, my grandmother's friend, his name was Charlie Holland. And um, he had a pool table at his house and he invited me and my cousin to come play. And, um, and he taught us and we were, eight or nine years old. And, um, I, he would, he would just take the time to teach us the game. Some of the things he he taught us were nonsense. Um, because a lot of old school guys have beliefs that just aren't, that don't make sense. So you, you don't find out until later, you know, Charlie told me to do this. I remember one of the things he told me, he said, um, he said, "You got to use a lighter cue. You use your heavy cue for nine ball." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I, <laughs> I went a long time trying to figure out why nine ball I needed a heavier cue. But I'm like, now I look back on I'm like, that was nonsense. What was Charlie talking about? But um, but yeah, I remember I remember the day that I realized that my cousin, who Charlie was working with at the same time, was still down here, and I was up here because I'm also you know reading books I didn't get to practice outside of Charlie's house but I was reading books and stuff and then I started playing my cousin with one hand and drove him out of his mind because I would just play with one hand and beat him but then when I got to Charlie's level and and you know I'm now going out on my own and practicing and I just remember that moment where I'm like I'm better than Charlie Holland mm-hmm.
2: I never understood about leagues the only thing I'd like to say ABA. Well, you can jump, but you got to use your full full cue now how is somebody from a p a or any other league like that going to become a pro because they can't practice jump shots they can't practice mass a shots
0: this um, is,
2: yeah so how how when i go to a pro-
0: it is designed for the beginner player it it is designed for the low level player and it it can't a p a cannot take you to the next level you're right because you never shoot a jump shot you you don't have an open table after you break i remember i remember losing almost lost a match in the apa on my break i made four balls on the break all of them were low balls didn't have a shot, didn't, didn't, have a shot. shot. <laughs> didn't have a shot and you know i was a seven which is as high as you can get in an eight ball and this this young lady who was i don't know she was a three or four she wins the game but I made four on the break because of the tables, you know, and I'm like, I don't have a shot. <laughs> so well, rules I mean, like that are what make the APA, you know. But you, you explained why you can't jump and why you
1: can't masse because it's designed for the beginning player. You don't want a beginning player. jumping, jumping. <laughs> well, that, It was just covered last week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but so what? You know, at a certain level, a level seven isn't an amateur player, though. Right. Most, most, most of you Yeah. Know,
1: but what they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna put different stipulations because you're a six thirty two or six twenty three Fargo versus a you know four hundred and twenty five. They
2: should. I mean, they kind of should. I mean, well, you know, the a- can't jump another
0: league. Yeah, but the APA does gentleman. have. What the APA does have is a master's division. And in the master's division, you can use your jump cue. You can, master, you, can do, you can do everything in the master's. The problem with master's is that only about 5%, I actually said this in a video the other day. Um, I don't think I put it out there yet, but, but only about 5% of APA players are in that seven level. And the master's is like where all the sevens go when they get frustrated playing on the, the crappy tables with the, the crazy handicaps, So in the Masters, you can do everything. But the problem is to have a good Masters division, you've got to have a lot of good players. So you need about 25 or 30 decent players in your little community to, to even put together a Masters team. And you got to have a good pool hall that's going to let you guys – play there, but I did play the masters for, um, I think about three years in APA where you could do anything you wanted, And, um, you know, it was real pool. You played eight ball and nine ball, but, um, yeah, the standard APA is, is designed for, it's, it's designed for the three and the four, you know, just the fact that you're playing on bar boxes it neutralizes the skill levels right there. What is your favorite video that you've done for your channel? that you would want people to tune in and watch
2: my eight ball patterns and patterns and run. Um, cause I break down the whole rack. I'm explaining you exactly what's in my brain, uh, as far as what ball I'm going for, why I'm going for that ball, what I'm doing with the cue ball. Um, and basically, you know, my, my pattern of thought on mm. it. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you know, try to pe- put people and in, instead of just making a ball here and a ball there, thinking about the whole table. You know, let yourself change up if you don't get perfect, but, you know, have you uh, uh, a path and try to execute it.
0: Okay. How about you, Joe?
1: Yeah, I think
0: along with Chuck,
1: um, I've made a few of them. I call it a point of view POV pool. Um, and, you know, that's, meet how I'm thinking I've done nine ball eight ball I think I might even done 10 ball you know what I'm thinking of you know position playing I I I try to get the English that I'm using as well I you know move my camera and and things like that and try to get you know it would be nice to have a little GoPro but you know not there yet I know my my favorite of yours Brian what's that
2: my video
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was good it was it was good you know, um, I want to touch on the, the GoPro thing uh, for a moment, though. You, you mentioned the GoPro. One of my my things, because I get people in the comments, they're like, oh, can you wear the GoPro and show us where you're hitting the ball? And I've got, you know, e- equipment all over the place, all kinds of equipment. So I do have the GoPro capability. Um, one of my concerns about the the GoPro is, so each of us has a gazillion years and a gazillion hours um, shooting pool. And most of our, not all, but most of our viewers are intermediate to, to lower intermediate. I mean, we, I, I've got some guys that obviously are, are really good players that are, are watching my channel. But um, my answer is always the same about the GoPro, is if you hit the cue ball where you see me hitting the cue ball, forget about it. You know, you put, yeah. let's say an intermediate player is putting the same English that myself or you guys are putting on a particular shot, it's not helping them. They're not compensating for the, um, the throw. They're not compensating for deflection. They're not compensating for a curve. There's a lot of things that they're not compensating for. And that doesn't show up in the GoPro shot. So if you well, shoot,
2: I, I, I tried to, uh, I tried to make a video of, uh, of what amateurs should start doing, uh, as far as uh, the drawback, mm-hmm. but my camera angle, I couldn't get it, because uh, so all I got is my phone, and, uh, and it's it really hard to get a good close up on my, on the ball I'm hitting. I'm using the nine ball. Okay, when you're starting off your drawback, back, learning how to draw the cue ball back, uh, of course you always got to keep your stick level. When you strike the object ball, which is, I'm sorry, but it'd be the the nine ball, which is acting as the cue ball. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Put the circle up there and hit it just below where the circle, at the bottom of the circle. Not all the way down at the bottom of the ball where most people start. You just just start like a half a tip below below center. Mm -hmm. Start hitting it there and just watch, you know, and get comfortable doing that and watching it just stop shot a little bit back. And then, you know, go a little bit lower the more you get comfortable with it until, you know, you are hitting it at the bottom.
1: Yeah, Brian, you, you use some extreme, you know, some of your draw shot videos are pretty impressive. So you have a great draw stroke.
0: Well, thank you. But, yeah, if I, if I put that on a GoPro and, you know, Joe APA4 tries to hit the cue ball there, it's flying off the table. You know, no. so when I, when I give lessons, I tell guys all the time, like, like Chuck just said, you build up to that, that lower shot that, that you're hitting it that low, you have to build up to that. This is a Brian Mitchell production.
1: Hello, this is Steph from FX Billiards. Did you know that you can receive personalized private lessons from Brian Mitchell via Zoom or telephone? Even if you do not have a pool table at home, it's fun, educational and very affordable. You will have full access to Brian during and after your lessons, and you will see your pool game improving immediately. Yes, the very same day. Also, your satisfaction is guaranteed. This is the time to take your game to new highs this is the time to become an elite player. For more information, visit fxbilliards.com, act now while slots are still open. And for a limited time, you will receive a discount on a set of three
0: 30-minute private lessons.